Hi, and welcome to a bonus session of Super GG Radio. I'm really excited for today's guests. He is the creator behind Spider Heck, which is one of our favorite games of last year, from Never Jam Software. Uh, also, you're Uvis? Uvis, Okay, yes. Uvis. I appreciate you joining us today. Hey, man. Thank you, uh, thank you for having me. Pretty happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, I was I was very excited to be able to get you to come on as well. Uh, Spider Heck has been a staple in my family ever since it came out, and there's just a lot that goes right with that game that it creates a great party environment, so I want to congratulate that. Congratulate yeah. you on that. <laughs> it is really pleasant to hear that from a real human being, because often I am just stuck reading random anonymous comments, so yeah, I warms my heart to hear that especially awesome. like the part where families are playing together that's that's I, very wholesome i well you know i've so i've got kids that are just old enough to be playing games competitively and i have a bad habit of uh completely bodying them in smash brothers <laughs> so, i like it's the 2v1 kind of thing that makes it a competitive battle right so okay it helps that like we're all on a level playing field with spider right but then it is right. just a snappy quick pick up and play experience and enough madcap stuff going on that even if you don't win there, there's a lot of fun to be had there so uh, I, I remember the first time I got a video. I saw a video on YouTube of a family playing, and there were kids, and, and they're just like they're all laughing and happy. I, I never thought I'd get so emotional about my project. It was just wow. I uh, turns, out, turns out my work can do that. <laughs> it's it'd be gratifying, right, when you realize like there are people out there that are recognizing what you're doing, and uh, oh, it's it's that is a crazy feeling. That is a high I'm gonna be chasing now with every project. It's a bit scary that I'm not gonna reach it. Maybe you know, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure I put on myself now. I I did it. I I think you can do it, but uh, I won't, I won't uh, I blow. So. I won't blow too much smoke at you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, look, it's, it's just the track record of one. Let's not go crazy. <laughs> so, and even then, even if it just stays at that, I also should be completely happy with it. This is already a lot. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, no, no problem. So maybe you could give our audience a little bit of background about yourself personally. Maybe what brought you to developing video games. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've been kind of like obsessed about video, with video games like all my life. I uh, 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 like even as a, like a little little kid, seven, eight years old. I remember even like currently taking money from parents to go play video games at like a local console thing. Mm -hmm. But um, um, I never, I don't know. In here, there's no like big. There's some game industry in Latvia now, but like I'm. I don't. Did we say that I'm from Latvia in this context? Probably. <laughs> not that. not, not since we started recording, no. <laughs> exactly. So I'm from Latvia, a little country, Eastern Europe. Um, and we don't have like a big game industry here. So growing up, you don't really think that making a games is something you can do. Mm. And I think that kind of stuck with me as well for a while. Because like, I, uh, I, I, uh, I studied computer science, became a programmer, like I did all the steps. But I never considered, oh, I could make video games. No, I went straight into like startups and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that at some point, I realized, uh, as my startup was going under, I realized I don't really care about making boxes move more efficiently around a factory. <laughs> um, and I have a little bit of money saved up. So I was like, well, I could try make a video game. 
Mm. Well, I, I didn't even expect success. I was, I thought in my mind, I was like, there's a chance of success, but there's a, like, at the very least, I'll have finished a video game in my life, and that's a real nice thing on the bucket list to be like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. So I, that's that's basically the background. There is no like big, oh, I've I've done this in the industry. This no, this is this is the first thing I've done. This is here I am. Yeah, it, it it's that that passion really helps keep you going forward too. If uh, you read some roadblocks or have uncertainty about where things are headed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's uh, for me like the big thing to keep going here was um. I very quickly started making the development public and actually putting out like early, early test builds. I think it was a bit over half a year in the development I started doing that. Um, and even that I consider now that was too late. And the, the back and forth with an audience is like the best way to keep going in my mind. It's scary. Uh, it's really scary at the start, but I, I wouldn't, I, now I don't know. I don't know how I can make a, game that doesn't do that for the next one that that is one thing i noticed is that you have a pretty active uh community actually uh within spider hack and i saw that uh you do have a discord which i've been poking from time to time that there's uh folks talking there talking about matchmaking talking about what they'd like to see come next from you all and uh you know thankfully there are people playing so it's not hard to find a match <laughs> get going just about whenever uh i'd for contests, I, I live in the United States. I'm in Central Time Zone, and I usually play in evening our time. But I popped it open this morning just to uh, get another couple rounds in, and no problem with that. So I'm, I'm happy to see that that has taken place. Has there been anything uh, noteworthy about your experience managing a community? Uh, the noteworthy part is that I, I I have a pretty bad social phobia, but I actually love this kind of interaction with the community. It, that is noteworthy for me. Like it's a shocking thing to realize that oh, this is something I'm decent at. Wow. Uh, um, but uh, um, but like specific noteworthy things, I don't know. It's 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 hard to come up with anything like that. I, I mean, uh, the uh, I I like spend a lot of I think a lot more time than usual devs do in um, hanging around on the Discord and actually interacting with the community. And from that, I've since we're published by Tiny Build, I can see the other servers a little bit more. Um, our server is like for the amount of people we have, it's a bit more active than it like the other uh, comrades, let's say, of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, that's been a pretty nice success. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, like yeah, I don't know. I don't have a specific anecdote. I don't think it's just that community's been great. No, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Now, Spider Hatch. There's there's no lack of sort of madcap multiplayer combat games, but I, I think that the premise of being a spider and the kind of verticality and fluidity in motion turns this into something really special. Uh, how did you come up with that idea? Uh, the specific the movement stuff. This is the question on that, right? Well, um, I mean the the game in general, but that that's sort of my observation about what's unique about this yeah, yeah 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 the movement system is definitely like a big part of it right um so i didn't set out to this with a plan because it turns out when you start making a video game you can make a lot of things and uh, i didn't really have like a thing i envisioned i was like oh this is the thing i'm gonna build because like if i went for the dream project 
that I wouldn't finish it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I initially just wanted to do like a physics-y type of game, mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted a physics type character. This is, and then for a physics type character, the first thing you need to learn how to do is like you need to learn how to do joints and legs and those kind of things. I kind of started figuring that out. And then I was like, humans, let's try humans. Humans are difficult. The way we stand is not easy to mimic mm -hmm. without like just going like kind of like uh, uh, completely like flailing arms around and it just some sort of somehow moves. <laughs> I didn't want that. I wanted a bit, a little bit more grounded though. Mm -hmm. Seeing what I ended up making, I don't know if it's grounded, <laughs> but um, it's, I, at some point I was like, I can't balance this human. Let's just stick more legs on it. And when you stick a bunch of legs on a ball it starts looking like something like a spider right mm -hmm. um and from that um again no plan i was like this is a, this looks like a spider i showed it to some uh some people and they were like "Ooh, the way it moves creepy and i was like cool this is a <laughs> reaction this is the way to go there there's an emotional reaction mm -hmm. and then you just i started adding logical things that go into if this is a spider what should it do it should walk on walls it should web swing like spiders do in real life, of course. Uh, um, and um, yeah, it's like a movement system is coming together. And like a happy side effect of that is, I think what I looked into is in in like a game in a movement system where you're using a much more of the two D space, right? If you like take a side scroller type of game, uh, you and you you take the um, uh, take the level and map out where you can walk on the normal game, and now you map out where you can walk on my game, where it's like all the walls, all the ceilings, everything. There's just on on like the same level. There's just so much more space you can use and you, for gameplay and like yeah. Um, and I, it's, so it's kind of like I just did what made sense, what felt good, mm -hmm. and just walked into a concept that actually works really nicely. I think. So um, I, I think I sort of outed myself in that uh, I start with the presumption that you start with an idea when it comes to video game creation. And from your experience, it sounds like it's more that you decide you want to make a game, you start building from the ground up and seeing what feels like it works and what doesn't, and then iterate until you come out with a final product. Does that sound about right? Yes, that's uh, I push back on a lot of people that come to me and go like uh, like oh, I just need an idea for a game and like no, it's just not gonna the the thing uh, like the it, I what I was envisioning initially like yeah, there might have been an idea. Idea was okay, maybe we're going for some it's some clumsy creatures running across uh obstacle course mm -hmm. and i like there i had decided like a graphical graphic style that it's going to be like some vector silhouettes something like that because that's all i can do my art is limited and i the, the physics game because it, i also because like i am a bit more technical in terms of like programming background i thought i could handle it so it was like i took my strengths and i was like what i could i realistically make for, with it then i like put a target on like this kind of looks like the game it could be and you start making, and then you just—it's very much steered by what you what you can actually make. And I think it's like important to note as well for anyone like that's doing it for the first time—you don't know what you're good at, and you don't know how many how difficult are certain things. Like mm -hmm. some maybe you 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 have yeah you maybe for some you don't you know, but there's gonna be things that come up that you're gonna be like oh, I actually this thing I'm pulling off well this is like taking eight loads loads of time and you will need to adjust course course for yourself. But and just. Yeah, and, no, and no. more broadly, like uh, 
how was your experience developing the game? Like, what what kind what kind of uh, positive experience have you had? What kind of roadblocks did you encounter? Uh, what kind of lessons did you learn? Something along that. Um. So. Okay, I'm thinking like what there's the road's been long. <laughs> sure. I don't want to. Or may, like, maybe to let folks know how long was Spider Heck in development. Okay, the development itself, I think till release, it ended up being uh, three years. Um, one thing actually, so okay, I, I'll use this to highlight one thing. I think that's that's that that I found interesting. Uh, I when I approached this, I, I kind of thought about this as like this is gonna be to some degree. Uh, I'm gonna try and make this a commercial thing. Like I don't know if I could succeed, but my plan was okay. I'm gonna make a game that I'm gonna try and sell. Um, and with that, if you're alone, in the end, I got a publisher, so I wasn't not alone now. But and start, and you don't know marketing or anything else. The best bet is to make something that people are going to notice. And that's like throughout the development, I'm very much like I've seen other devs confirm this and everything that like a lot of this, the plan you initially set or like the way you look at the project you're going to make is like you have to take into account social media. Unfortunately, you're like, we want to think it's like, <laughs> this is going to be this great g gameplay first. Of course, that's of course important. And uh, and uh, and just the the best best uh, mechanics will prevail, but the reality is, if you want people to play, you really a lot of it also has to be around catching attention of someone on Twitter when they're scrolling. Right. So it, it oftentimes it's going to be visuals, but maybe if you're a different type of developer, maybe it's going to be uh, maybe you can get million units on the screen. Mm -hmm. Million maybe too crazy. <laughs> right. There, you have to grab attention somehow and that's been over development that's as i'm trying to because like a big part of development as long as is you're grow, trying to grow that audience you're not just making the game you're also marketing is that yeah you you end up like making this machine where you make a thing you post it on twitter and you're getting like the engagement and now you're realizing the twitter is or whatever social media you pick is actually driving some of the development because you need to get the audience and it's 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 it is not something I expected initially heading in. I was like, well, I'm gonna make a game, and it's gonna what 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 matters on, only what matters is like it's fun. Yes, but I need to get the people in there first. Sure, <laughs> sure, it's fun. And, and yeah. I will say to your credit, it is very eye catching. Uh, so there, there's a lot of colorful neon, and it might not be captured in screenshots, but if you see a video of somebody playing this stuff and how wild it can get, uh, it, it'll grab your eye. So I, I think you nailed that 100%. aspect. Of it. It, it's really hard to screenshot the game because the <laughs> legs, like when they, when you like a screenshot, the legs don't make any sense on the spiders. They're just kind of flailing about and just weird poses. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, gifs is or videos is it, that's 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 what works. For us. I, I think that does it more justice, to be honest. Uh, so your experience with social media, uh, you're not the only one I've seen say engagement in social media is very important to growth and sustainability for some of your projects. Have you had experiences so far where you've gotten feedback from people and you've integrated those into your ideas or oh. End game? Oh, hundred percent. Um, I would say like big, big, big part of the game has been made that way. Initially, I when I did the first test version, it was just well, it was fighters, uh, just a local multiplayer versus mode um, with some weapons, uh, mainly the 
copyright-free laser swords and, <laughs> and some guns, I think. And what I found was it was a local multiplayer game on PC, and the feedback I was getting from people was that the game looks great, we want to play it, uh, but how do I play? I There's no online mode, and I don't have friends. Or, well, it's a PC, so I don't really do local multiplayer on the PC. Mm -hmm. And just from that, we, like, whole... Whole, the whole PvE mode just grew out of people wanting to play the game but not having anyone to play with. Because initially there was no plan for online multiplayer. Because mm -hmm. I didn't, I can't pull that off. Um, and I didn't have a publisher at the time who would be like, hey, we can do that. So uh, that whole thing was community driven. And that mode is, I think, like, I don't actually have the analytics for this, but I have a suspicion that mode is. The PvE mode we have is pretty close to the versus mode in playtime these days. Mm -hmm. um, that would be speculation. We're still, still like <laughs> looking into adding analytics right now. And, and it's worth noting, like it, it, it feels fundamentally different from the PvP mode. I, I mean, the the wave system that you uh, approach it from. I mean, it's it's kind of a boilerplate, but it goes back to the way you can move within the environments, the kind of slitch, swing around, shoot that missile towards an enemy, and then position yourself again with others. It It, it is something that doesn't surprise me that it's taken off the way it has compared to PvP. Yeah, it's... Uh, while we, we I, I specifically stayed away from... Um doing this like just it's just the same thing with bots because when i see that in a game i kind of get bored of it straight away i was like oh mm -hmm. these are not going to be as fun of players but i also stuck to some of the rules we have like we have one hit deaths for most enemies in some way i'm trying to stick to that there are some that require multiple hits now yes but like the state of them will change on that hit it's not there's no health system ever mm -hmm. um and a lot of the way the enemies are designed themselves i also try to push that you have to move you don't sit on one spot. We're gonna throw something at you that's gonna... Like, one thing that I saw community doing a lot in test versions, for example, was um, uh, they would see a spawn... Like, before an enemy spawns, we have a little spawn rotation thing, like a spawn indicator thing that it starts glowing up, and then there's an enemy gonna be there. So people would just walk up, hold their sword in the, in the spawn zone, enemy spawns, <laughs> enemy dies instantly. At one update, I was like, okay, I'm gonna add one that explodes when you do that. <laughs> and now people who were doing that, they would not come to Discord and they're angry and I laugh at them. And this is the friendly interactions we have every time. Mm. Um, oh, you were asking about community things. Yeah. Um, I just remembered something uh, when speaking about these interactions. Uh, during, I don't remember how this happened, but throughout some of the test versions in the game, um, I started like hiding little secrets in the lobby area. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, they were pretty easy to find, and then I like it's kept escalating, where I kept like putting them further on the level or something. And the thing you get surprised with, if you have like some sort of a dedicated audience, I th I put in a thing. I, I expect like okay, maybe it's gonna take them a day to find this. No, I, like five minutes later, someone's like sending you a screenshot. This, and <laughs> and a part of it was motivated because if people found it, I gave them a role in the Discord, and they mm -hmm. could like uh, show that off. Um, and that also has evolved into me just getting more uh, upset at them <laughs> in their quotes, I'm not actually, but you know I'm, and just make you've seen the maze mm. what, was, there, was there one that you were really proud of that got caught real quick? Um, 
No, it's it's not specifically that. It's like one of us, for example. It's uh, this is an older one. It just was the lobby was way smaller, and on the right side there was just lava or the death zone, whatever we end mm -hmm. up calling it. And for really, really far away, an impossible jump in my mind because I hadn't made that jump. There was a little t piece of text that's send me a screenshot if you see this. Five minutes later, someone somehow figured out how to jump over. I don't understand. And then, of course, I learned that there's like, oh, there's a way to use the web. You can infinitely go to a certain direction. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's that's really been a lot of fun. Sort of being able to see how how your uh, players sort of bend the rules or, or work the system to meet these impossible tasks. Uh, you bring yeah. up a good point. You do have that sort of obstacle course on the right hand side and uh, this is on behalf of some of my uh, colleagues here uh, any tips for how don't to approach it. that mountain don't do it <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um, the, the the way it was made okay this this version's a bit more refined a bit more easy i would even say the version before this i made 20 minutes before launching the ver uh, the update I don't remember if this was the launch of the game or like a last major pre-release update thing, um, and I just just I just made it like it's. If you ever played Getting Over It, yes, I have. It's the same concept where suffering. I made this, I made this to hurt someone. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I got the sense that like you have to be a glutton for punishment to want to climb that mountain. There's I... no checkpoints. No. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and like in my game, there's no checkpoints. There's you spawn at the other side of the lobby. You have to run back. Mm -hmm. There's like it's. But uh, the the thing I did realize though, initially there was like no reward even for it. You mm -hmm. get to the end. That's like congratulations. There's no reward. Um, but toward, on the release now, I'm remembering that the refined version was for release. We added an achievement, we added a hat, and that's that's when I realized, okay, I need to make it a little bit easier. Just a little bit, because people are actually going to try and be completionists about this and do it. Mm -hmm. Now I'm actually pushing them to do it, because before it was just like, don't do it, and the funny thing is that people do it, and there's, I, I warned you, there's no reward. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry that there's no tips for this, because, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's um, okay. Oh, there is a, t okay, there, if they're playing on the PC... It is easier on mouse and keyboard. Okay. That is something I can say. All right. I'm going to have to try that out now because uh, I, you know, you, you feel proud with every little step you make in that. And then it's just about like being able to repeat it, right? And uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. easier said than done. But <laughs> I, I got it. You get really focused on that next step, how you're going to do that. And then you get stuck on the previous ones. And you have to redo, redo, redo. And terrible. then you like get uh, performance anxiety where it's like, I, I, I've done this before, but now I need to refigure how to move the uh, the physics around on the spider. Uh, yeah, but I uh, and I can. The thing is, I can kind of, I can, I can kind of do it. But then I tried doing it on stream, and I can't. No, just just people watching. I, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. I think it's that. I, I would say I was. There's. I probably had lower frame rate on stream or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, <laughs> It just, it wasn't working. I was like, look, uh, I'll just play it off as me doing my persona, but no, I, I legitimately can't. <laughs> I got it. All right, uh, so another piece of that really fascinates me is the weapons. Uh, there's a lot of creativity in, in the weapons. The laser swords definitely help. My personal favorite, I think, is the crossbow with the laser swords, uh, just because of 
that gets wild. And, and that is a stupid idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what went into some of the ideas for those little more out there weapons? Uh, so for the crossbow, um, I have to credit my friend. It was not my idea. I had this. I feel stupid for not coming up with it because I was just. I had a friend over who helps me test the game, and I had made this little thing where I could basically a launcher weapon where I could put anything into it. I had just made the rocket launcher, those things, and I was like, look. I can launch anything. What should I put in this? This would be crazy. Um, and I, I, I hadn't. I had legitimately had sat and thought, and I like tried out things. And he's like, obviously, just put in laser swords. <laughs> like, oh, oh! And here we are. Mm -hmm. um, a part of that is also initially was not the cross. It was not a crossbow. It looks like a crossbow in the game, right? Yep. Um, it was just like a like a more gun-looking thing. Mm -hmm. The reason it looks like a crossbow is because the swords would bounce back. And they would just kill you quite often. Oh. So we put those shields up, and they end up looking like a crossbow. Oh. And they're like, "Okay, it's fine. It's crossbow. Whatever." Oh. Okay, so it was like a practical solution to a real problem that just went. Yes. Wow, that's yes. And I, yeah, and I don't want to make you completely immune to those swords because I think it's funny that you kill yourself with them. But it was happening too often. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or, were there any other uh, ideas that are sort of percolating, or, or that you? thought about and then decided it wouldn't work I, uh, did you question to you how how much of an og fan are you uh did you play before release by chance i'm afraid not no okay well my, you missed out on something. My, my colleagues did and that's what brought my attention to it and i said oh yeah this, this is something that could go places <laughs> but right 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 um that's completely fine uh and um we had a weapon called the Rocket Fist. It's actually the first weapon I ever made for the game. Um, and the, the idea of that is it's like you you press the fire button, it charges you forward, like it keeps pulling you forward. It's like a little bit of a rocket, right? Mm -hmm. And if you hit something with it, it just goes flying, like crazy. Like you think recoil is crazy in my game right now? No, it's it's like triple times whatever <laughs> you've seen there. It just goes off the screen. It's it's similar to the punch strength when you if you play smash and you like knock someone out of the zone mm -hmm. that was that but just with physics or interactions um it was very fun when you landed the hit it was fun even almost fun against the ai but it, not that but the, the problem with that weapon was firstly it broke physics a lot you punch people through walls because unity is like i don't how this is not supposed to be done this like this mm. um and the other problem was if you, two people use the same weapon with it, two rocket fists colliding, you just both go flying, and it's just it's the outcome is basically randomness. Mm -hmm. And for the long now I'm actually thinking maybe there's a way to bring it back, but um, for the longest time we had the mode was like you spawn with the same weapons. Yeah. And if you spawn with the same weapons and the weapons usually end up with just randomness, it just doesn't work. And um. And then afterwards, there came a time where like online multiplayer was becoming a thing, and with online multiplayer also doing a thing where suddenly something's velocity goes to infinity, basically, is not a good idea. How do you synchronize that in a couple of frames? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that needed to be cut just because of me being like, this, this is too stupid. Um, <laughs> so, so it sounds like you're considering a lot about how you balance the game. Uh, between being approachable and, and having some means of skill behind it versus it being complete madness. Yeah, it's it's very tempting to go full crazy. 
right? To just because it's the wacky game with like laser swords and things like that. But uh, it's so an example here is uh, we have a weapon. You, I think you would really like is we had a grenade that explodes into laser swords, <laughs> loads of them, <laughs> right? Um, mm -hmm. But the thing in practice is, like, you you throw it, it explodes. It feels great. Like, it would. It, this would be perfect for gifts for everything. It's just the wackiest, craziest thing. But then you play with it, and it's actually the outcomes don't feel like you don't feel deliberate with it. You feel like you just threw it, and just what? Oh, what crazy thing's gonna happen? Because the swords all collide with each other, and they shoot off in different directions. The whole level basically dies. Um, <laughs> And then I'm thinking, like, I need to give this to the online team, and they need to now figure out how to synchronize, like, 20 swords appearing and colliding with each other. That's probably going to be too crazy. <laughs> and yeah, so that kind of... It just... They, there's a certain amount of randomness that's too much, where it's just not satisfying anymore. Like, a similar thing is people keep asking for a machine gun mm -hmm. in the game. And we've tried multiple times, like, a, like a minigun weapon or, like, a little Uzi-type thing. And again... It's either you make something really precise and it's too powerful for the game, which is also a problem, or you make something really random and it's just, oh, then now we're just kind of flailing about. Um, which would be fine, but we're kind of trying to hit like a bit more like a skilled kind of target with these things. Like they're still crazy, like you can still like accidentally murder any, everything on the level with a lot of those weapons. But you, you notice that for a lot of them you have to kind of aim. There's no charge and just smash buttons there's maybe there may be like two weapons you could name like that in there in the game that kind of fit that bill but like mostly i try to stick away from that stay away from that yeah yeah that that sounds right <laughs> uh so you, you did mention that online play wasn't planned originally and then as you got to work with a, a publisher that it became in the picture and it sounds like some of the game decisions are also centered around how well it would translate to online yes uh there are limits to what you can do with online play um collisions for example are really hard to synchronize in a in a yeah in, in like a fast online game especially when um like a like an let's say um you have a physics object moving, and uh, sorry, I'm getting a bit mixed up. Anyway, you have an object moving really fast in one direction. In my in Spider Hack, you can like web to a to a surface, and suddenly your velocity is completely in the other direction. And uh, you have one hit, one hit kills in this combination. So what if you were just changing velocity right before hitting a sword? That would have killed you. And you have like milliseconds delay on the latency here. It's like one person can see one thing, other person can see another thing, and it gets really complicated to resolve those things. Hmm. I never intended to do multiplayer because of this reason. I was like, "This is no, there's no way." <laughs> uh, me, first game, I'm barely making the game. I'm adding multiplayer, I, I don't know. But uh, Tiny Build, the publisher, they found a team of ruthless Ukrainians, let's say, and uh, just kind of they took the game, didn't ask me question, many questions at all, put their head down. After some months, came back, look. And the game kind of works online. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your experience with Tiny Build has been a positive one so far. Yeah, yeah. It's there's um with like a big publisher. There is I will say that like overall, yeah. I mean, I've reached reached uh, level of uh, success. Let's just say that I wouldn't have reached. I don't think on my own. 
uh, with like the game being on all the consoles, having online multiplayer, plus having just more resources on development. That's all fantastic. There is one thing that gets switched up when you work with a like I don't know. Are they a bigger publisher? I guess they're one of the big indie ones, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call them. Um, is that when you're working alone, you're really stressed because you have to do everything on your own, and there's obviously some stress that comes with that. Uh, it that goes away a bit because, of course, there's now people taking on a bunch of these responsibilities for me. That's awesome. But the other part of that is now there's now there's so many people involved. Now there's a whole machinery on, around this, and that has stresses off its own in communication and like managing all of this and making sure everyone's on the same like track all that so you also become like a project manager (laughs) you have to step into that role a bit if you like i i have to like i have to be the creative lead for this right and then yeah it's it's a whole different kind of bag of problems you have to wrestle with and that Mm. is something i would be like if someone's getting a publisher think if you do you want that for me i've worked out great happy but i could imagine in a different or someone else being like i don't know i I luckily had a little bit of project management experience as well so that helps Mm -hmm. (laughs) got Um, it got it uh so you know this game released pretty much every platform my understand right it it also ended up on xbox game pass uh what has been your experience with that there's very little to say here just because um it's just a thing that happened. Someone ported, well, that the Ukrainian team, mm-hmm. Pushka Studios, are they? I don't remember if they add a studio to their thing. Anyway, they're great. Um, they ported the game. I uh, didn't. So it ended up on that platform without my involvement. And then Tiny Bill came to me and they were like, look, we got you a Game Pass deal. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> and... Um, there's not much I can say beyond this. There are certain documents in place for me not to talk about. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I can say is if, like, on release, I didn't really have to worry too much about whether, like, how the game's going to do. And, oh, another side effect of that is on Xbox. Now there's, like, it has, Xbox right now has the best player base we have due to Game Pass. Like, for an online game, that is another huge benefit because you have a lot, you get a lot of lot, lots and lots of players from that. Because of that, also, we're now working on this. I think this summer we're going to get that. We're like on more cro- expanding the crossplay, so other player bases can actually play with those Xbox players that are on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. the benefit of having those that player base actually goes to Steam, eventually to PlayStation. I think PlayStation's coming a bit later. You know, uh, just there's, 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 there's some. There's, a little bit of benefits from Game Pass. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, I was wondering because uh, the first example I thought of a game being, you know, free <laughs> for players was mm-hmm. uh, Rocket League. So that was one of the mm-hmm. early ones where it was PlayStation Plus when it first came yeah. out, and I, it obviously the game is a, a very good product on its own, but it was able to find its audience because it was widely accessible. And I was curious about how Xbox Game Pass played into that as well so I'd, I'm, I'm glad to hear that and i'm even more glad to hear that there's going to be some cross play <laughs> coming up here yes. because i i imagine that's important to keep the community growing yes there are even more online improvements we're looking at but i can't talk about right now i understand but there are some news after the cross play that hopefully will be very exciting as well but yes well, maybe we can focus on something you can talk about for a few minutes here before we wrap yeah. up. Uh, 
so you've had a recent uh, play test come out that include a parkour mode and a map editor. Uh, what kind of things have you seen so far from the community when it comes to level creation? They are even more horrible than me at making mazes. <laughs> the, the things they've made, you'd give this to people to like... Uh, what's the word? I forgot the English word for it. Uh, torture them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, it's... Uh, it's it's like the the thing the, the thing I realized that like uh, we, we we're starting with a parkour maker by the way just because it's like this doesn't need online we're and afterwards this is gonna be expanded to versus all that so the map maker is gonna be I I hope it's gonna be like a content an endless content thing for like the, the multiplayer part as well but for the parkour I realized there's a thing where if I give them an area where to build their little parkour level, they're going to use the whole area. Mm-hmm. And they're going to fill it with the most horrible things. <laughs> and you think, like, running back to my little ma- little maze on the right is horrible. Um, no. <laughs> what what I've seen from the playtest, what I've tried is, like, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you try it, you die. I, I realized I need a death counter because it's ridiculous. And that's that's something we're adding, like, for the release. It's like, yeah, you need a death counter for this, these, these things. <laughs> You, you know, you say that, and it makes me feel like your mountain might be like graduating uh, high school, <laughs> and and then them is or sorry, your mountain is like completing university, and then theirs is like a master's course in pain. Is is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, that's that's okay. Um, but like again, this is I, I guess part of that is yes, that's that is the audience I've cultivated on Discord. Those the, those that are gonna test are gonna those that I already have. There are things in the game that are specifically made to just like this is gonna be difficult. You're gonna suffer, and it's like worded that way, and they still do it, and they 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 are happy for some reason. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, so I don't want to keep you much longer, but we like to ask most of our guests near the end. Uh, what have you been playing? What I've been playing? I've been playing a bunch of uh, those open worldy survivaly multiplayer games. Okay. Like Valheim, like Raft, like Project Zomboid. Those things have been on my menu lately mm-hmm. just because I've been playing with a certain someone. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I get that. I've got a certain someone too. <laughs> it, it helps. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I appreciate in your time. I just want to reiterate, we're big fans of your work, and we're looking forward to seeing what comes next. Neverjam Studios is the developer behind the Madcap multiplayer game Spiderhack, which is available on all video game platforms. Uvis, I want to thank you again for your time today, and I uh, let me know, let us know where you can be found at. Can I ask you one question before we go? Yes. What does Madcap mean? Like crazy. Gotcha. Like, like, like Looney Tunes? Okay, gotcha. Looney yeah, Tunes is mad. Yeah. That's appropriate. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know what that means. <laughs> I thought I'd figure out before I go off. The, yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 but I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah. So you're asking where to find uh, find me or whatever. Like yes. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You can find me at uh, Twitter at NeverJamDev. That I, I, I post some updates there. The best way to actually reach out to me if you want to ever speak to me, interact with me, is like on the Spiderhack Discord. I'm there pretty much every day. Uh, that's where I procrastinate when I don't want to do work, so I ended up doing that quite a lot. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, thanks. Take care.
We'll be right back. 